All right, everybody, welcome out to the greatest show on the internet at the moment and for the rest of time as well. It's a pleasure to have you all here. Let's go ahead and get into it. We are going to be talking about something that may seem like a bit of a peripheral issue, um, but it definitely has a lot to do with utilizing your brain, to utilizing your, your own innate abilities to the fullest um, reaches of your own personal potential. And so I don't think it's ever really talked about that much. I have not heard other people going in depth about it anyway. Um, definitely a lot of people kind of touch on it for sure, but I think that I have an opportunity to bring something to the forefront of your attention that has probably not ever gotten that chance. So let's go ahead and get right into it. What we're gonna be talking about today is the difference between personality and character. And there's a lot of different ways that I've considered approaching this. So I'm going to give a couple of examples. But I kind of came across this recently. I was reading um, about evolutionary psychology, and they kind of started talking a little bit about the Victorian era. Era, excuse me. And they were talking about kind of how, you know, at that point in time, it, people valued character over personality. And they valued, you know, different things than we do now. And I'm not saying that that time frame was a, something to aspire to, because obviously it was kind of an extreme um, way of living, in my opinion, anyway. But at the same time, what we're doing now is the polar opposite, and it is also too extreme. So I believe that there is definitely a healthy balance to be found between the two. But the difference, one of the differences, just kind of comes down to personality versus character as being what is valued. And so I'm going to give a couple of examples with this. And I, I kind of talked about this a little bit recently. I think it was last episode, maybe two episodes ago. And I was talking about how, look, you know, I have struggled with certain mental health issues pretty much my whole life. I've had, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder and bipolar disorder. And that kind of has made a lot of things very difficult. However, I've also accomplished everything that I've really set out to do. You know, I, I made it through all of the military service with both of these issues. I made it through, um, you know, every challenge that I've undertaken, that has been an additional challenge that I've had to face. And I've never used it as an excuse. And I think that this plays into that. Um, and we'll go a lot deeper with it. But this plays into it because if you look at your personality as being like, well, this is kind of what I do. This is kind of who I am. This is, this is how I behave. This is what makes sense to me and you look at it as, well, that's just my personality, then you can, there's a lot of leniency that starts to occur because you say, well, if you're the kind of person that um, doesn't follow through on the things that they say they will, or you fall into old habits again and you just say, well, this is just who I am. And that's just, that's just how I am and whatever. The, the reality is that like, that is a personality trait. That is a, a, a pattern that is part of who you are but it's something malleable. It's something that can be changed. All of your personality is. You can influence a lot of things. You can change a lot of things. You can fundamentally change who you are on a very deep level if you apply yourself, if you apply enough effort to that. And so, for example, if you say that, well, you know, I'm the kind of person that deals with anxiety. I'm the kind of person that is, you know, stressed out easily and I'm kind of timid, I'm not assertive, I'm kind of, you know, 
a little bit of a pushover and I just get scared whenever I'm, I'm in these situations and I have this panic attack and whatever. It's like if you start using that as an excuse to not do things, then you, it, it, it erodes your character. It erodes the quality um, that you could have brought to the table, but you don't now because now you've told yourself that you're someone who does not follow through, who does not stand up well under pressure, who does not keep themselves together when things get difficult. And I'm not saying that anxiety is not real. I'm not saying that depression is not real or that they're not serious issues to confront. What I am saying is that if you focus on, well, I'm struggling with this problem as part of who I am, as part of my personality, that's the story that you're telling yourself. What's going to happen is that that becomes an excuse versus if you tell yourself the story that, hey, I am a person who is consistent. I'm conscientious. I do the things that I say I'm going to do. I go after the things that I want. I follow through no matter how difficult it gets. I, I persevere through hardship and adversity. And I also have anxiety, which is one of the things that I'm facing up against. I also am depressed while I'm doing these things. But you focus instead on the character traits. I am you know, virtuous. I am um, hardworking. I have great work, work ethic. I am somebody who can be trusted and I'm honest. I have integrity. I also have all these problems. You focus on those, those fundamental character traits instead of on the personality traits and you will get a lot further in life because you can't make an excuse if you honestly look at yourself and say, yeah, I lied because I'm a piece of shit human being. I have no integrity. <laughs> I can't be trusted. <clears throat> I have no value as a human being to anyone but myself because I, I'm a liar. I'm, I'm, I'm weak. I give in under pressure. You're not going to say that to yourself. And if you look at yourself honestly and say, why did I do this, that, or the other? And you say, well, it's a character flaw versus a personality flaw. It's a lot harder to deal with that character flaw. Honestly, and say, well, it's not just who I am. Maybe it's who I am right now, but that it's not who I want to be in the long term. Another great example of this is relationships. And I made this mistake many times. And now that I've learned the lesson, finally, I look around and I see other people making the same mistake. And it's like, oh, you poor bastards. Like, you're still stuck in that. And it's like, yeah, well, I've moved on to dealing with other problems. I, my life is not that much better. But there's certain things that are very difficult um, to, to do well in, basically. If you, if, you, if you make certain decisions about other people who you decide to have as a romantic partner, it's very difficult to be happy in the long term, to be successful in a relationship if you're making these fundamental errors. These, these basic mistakes that come down to character and quality. <clears throat> so if you get look to look back again at the Victorian era, if you read any of the literature that was written at that time, if you, if you read just about that time period, which is not a period that has particularly interest to be in the past, but I, I have had some exposure to it. You see a lot of references more to virtue and character than you do to personality traits. So when you like even like the the, the kind of the romance from like, you know, um, novels that were written in that time, what you'll see is that, you know, they refer to each other as this. This woman is very virtuous. This man is very generous. This woman has a lot of integrity. This man is very self-controlled. They, they, they talk about each other in terms of like, this is why I'm attracted to them. This is why they are good for me uh, based off of that. They don't say, oh, this guy's so funny. It makes me laugh all the time. Or she's so exciting. She's like, she's so much fun to be around. They don't really talk like that. And that is how we talk now. 
And again, I'm not saying that they're like the ideal to move towards, but they, they do have some merits in the sense that when you focus on personality and who you're choosing as a long-term partner versus their, their character versus their sense of virtue, you really set yourself up for failure there because somebody can be a lot of fun to hang out with. Somebody can be a lot of entertainment for you. They can be exciting for you. They can make you laugh, but that doesn't make them a good partner. That doesn't even necessarily make them a good friend. Is this somebody that's going to, you know, stand up for you behind your back? Is this somebody that is going to, you know, have your back when things get difficult? That is going to stand by you if you lose everything. Is this somebody who is going to be honest with you even when it's not easy? Are they going to have the difficult conversations with you when your relationship needs that? Or are they going to run and hide? Are they going to avoid it? Are they going to accept responsibility for their mistakes and actively work to improve themselves in the interest of developing themselves and your relationship to its fullest? Are they going to um, keep themselves out of situations that will likely lead to destructive behaviors? So for example, like if you're with somebody for long term and they're still acting like they're single, they're still going out to the club. They're still talking to other people. They're still doing all this crap. It's like, oh, and they got all these excuses for why they're doing it. They know what they're doing and you know what they're doing. And this modern view of like, oh, well, you just got to trust people and you can't try to control them. Those people are the most anxious. They're the most miserable because they don't fundamentally trust their partner because fundamentally their partner is not trustworthy because they are not doing the things that deserve trust. They're not doing the things that make them an admirable character. They're not acting in a way that has any integrity. And it's kind of difficult to figure this out quickly. It's pretty easy to figure out somebody's personality. It's a little bit harder to figure out their character. And you have to look through the facade that people present to you in order to get to the root of that. Because everybody puts their best foot forward around others. Well, most people do anyway. And even if they're not putting their best foot forward, everybody wants to be seen a certain way. Everybody wants to be um, perceived as something or other. So people that are um, even actively trying to be inflammatory or to be kind of blunt, be kind of rude or whatever, they want you to see them a certain way. It's not totally, oh, this is just how I am. It's I want to be perceived a certain way. And so people are, and, and the interesting thing with that too, is that if you put people in different environments and different situations around different, different groups and in different settings, they're going to behave differently. So it actually is extremely hard to figure out who somebody really is. It's extremely hard to figure out who you are, by the way, because you're going to be a little bit different depending on the situation, because we are just deeply connected to our environment, to the people around us in profound ways that we have a really hard time getting our head around and we're only just kind of starting to figure this out too i mean some of the ancient philosophers were touching on it but like to on a neurological level like explaining why we do these things is like kind of a newer um area of exploration and it's super interesting and that's one of the issues that i take with people that are like younger and there's a chance oh, i'm gonna go find myself well that's really stupid you're not going to find yourself. You will find that you behave a certain way in certain circumstances, but that's not necessarily going to carry over to anything else. Sitting around doing nothing is not going to make you grow as a person. It is much better to decide to create yourself, to develop yourself 
You know, I, I know a lot of people that went away that spent a year out of college, like just kind of working or doing whatever. And it's like, that's fine. But I, it, if you put yourself in a, in a dangerous situation, if you put yourself in a difficult situation, you're going to find who you are much quicker because now you have the opportunity to create yourself because when you are in a new environment, to some extent, you are a new person. You know, you still carry over your basic qualities, um, but you have an opportunity to behave in a very new way because the environment is new. The situation is new. So if you have a long track record of not following through on the things that you say you're going to do, of not showing up on time, but then you, you go, you get a new job and a new industry, and it's all overwhelming. It's totally different than anything you've ever done before. Well, now you have an opportunity to set new habits, to, to establish new patterns. Now you show up on time every day. Guess what? Now you're the kind of person that does show up on time every day. Now you've started to develop your character a little bit. And in doing that, your personality will change accordingly. You will become slightly more mature step by step. But the real, the, the real fundamental piece to all of this is that you have to focus on those things um, that are much deeper than the superficial. If you focus on, I want to I improve myself by, you know, incrementally changing my mindset and, you know, doing these, these, these you know, self-improvement courses and, you know, reading these books that talk about, like, you know, being more positive and whatever, that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to really change yourself, to really improve yourself, you need to focus on your character, the difficult things that nobody wants to do, the things that are painful to build and to, to tear down any structure that's there that's not serving you. It's hard. You have to really apply yourself. You have to really put yourself out there and you have to work. And so you can change these, um, these fundamental components of your, of your personality by working on your character. So things like, you know, getting a good workout routine, starting to read every day, you know, getting a meditation practice, developing a spiritual practice, you know, developing yourself as a virtuous person, not just because your religion says you should do that, not just because people around you kind of say that you should do it, but don't actually act that way, but because you want to be as good as you can in every area of life. You want to be a good person, not just like, I don't just want to be successful financially. I don't just want to be good at my job. I don't just want to make millions of dollars doing X, Y, Z. I also want to be the best human that anybody will ever meet. I want to be somebody who they meet and they think, wow, that person is very genuine. And I want to be an example to other people to where I don't even have to speak. My actions speak for me, my consistency, my integrity, the, the things that I do when nobody's looking. And that's really the key. Anybody can show up and work hard when there's attention on them. And a lot of people do. And I see this as a, a cycle um, with a lot of the people that I know is that when there's attention on performance for whatever reason, there's a competition or there's, you know, upper management's around or like something's happened. A lot of people suddenly work really hard and they do really well. I don't give a shit about that. I care about what you do when you go home at the end of the day. Do you go home, smoke weed and watch TV until you pass out? Do you go home and go to the gym? Do you go read self-improvement books? Do you go like try to analyze your day and figure out what can I do better? Do you go spend time with your family and treat your family with the respect that they deserve? Do you go like do things that are at the end of the day going to make you a better human in general? I care about that because nobody's watching you do that, you know, and that's going to influence how you show up at work the next day. It's going to impact whether or not you are willing to work hard even when nobody's looking. 
And it has to come from an, an internal place. It has to be something that means something to you. There has to be a reason beyond external rewards. You have to want to be better. But the thing is that we all want to be better. That is the basic fundamental drive of humans in general. That's just, that's a building block of human nature. We all want to get better. We are all evolving. We are part of the process of evolution that has been taking place since the beginning of time. There's that urge in everybody to grow, to expand, to develop. That is something that is alive inside of every single one of us on this planet. And that's a great thing. Sometimes it's stifled. Sometimes it's been ignored for so long that it's hard to even tell anymore. But we all at some primitive level feel that urge to get better. And at the end of the day, we all kind of know what we need to do in order to, to make that desire a reality. And it comes down to doing the simple things on a day-to-day -day basis, moment-to-moment -moment basis, that we know we should do, that we're just not doing. Things like keeping our area clean, things like going to the gym, things like eating healthy food. People will ask me a lot, like, what do I do with diet? Like, I don't know how to diet. It's really not hard. Ask yourself, should I eat this? And if the answer is no, then don't fucking eat it. You won't ever have issues with your appearance, with your physical health, as far as, you know, food goes. You won't have any issues if you actually do that because you know if you should eat something or not. Now, are all vegetables and all meats created equal? No, they're not. Can you still get heavy metal poisoning from eating too much of certain meats? Yes, you can like tuna, for example. Um, can you still get kidney stones by eating too much of certain vegetables like kale, for example? Yes, you absolutely can. So like, you're gonna have to figure out what works for you, but at the end of the day, if something's processed, if it's junk food, don't eat it, it's that simple. But people make it very complicated. They try to figure out these, these diets that they need to get on to do these things. It's, it's very simple. Your body knows what it needs, listen to it. Use your, use your common sense. Like. I'll be honest with you, I ate some cookies last night. I shouldn't have, I feel guilty for it, and I feel kind of sick because I haven't eaten sugar in forever. And I, of course, ate a whole box last night. Um, to be fair, I was, you know, slightly under the influence. But regardless, like, it's not complicated. You look at the box of cookies, should I eat it? No, of course not. And, you know, 98 times out of 100, I make the right decision. So it's not really going to hurt me, but that's, that's what you have to do. You have to bring awareness to the little things that you do every day. Should I complain about this thing right now? Like I'm miserable. I'm at work. It's raining. Um, this person's pissing me off. Things are difficult. Things are stressful. I'm upset. I'm depressed. I was depressed before I came in. I don't want to do this today. Should I complain about it? No, you know, you shouldn't complain about it to yourself, to anyone else. Should I do this work? Yes. Why? Because it means something because it matters. Because even if this job sucks and it doesn't mean anything in the long term, the way that I conduct myself as I go through my daily tasks, that does mean something because I'm establishing credibility with myself. I'm establishing a habit of being a certain person. If I establish the habit of being a lazy, slacking kind of person who doesn't do the work that they don't want to do because, oh, there's all these excuses, there's all these reasons not to do it, then that's who I become. And I can be the best version of myself in a shitty environment. But at the same time, if I'm a shitty version of myself, it doesn't matter where I go, I'm still gonna be a shitty human being. And it comes down again to the character of a personality. I have always been a bit of a socially awkward person, but I don't adopt that as a personality trait. It's just kinda, it's there, it is what it is. 
But if I say that and I say, well, I'm just super awkward, then it becomes an excuse. Then I don't go socialize with people that are important, with people that I should be networking with. And I don't go talk to people that, you know, I could, you know, do business with because I, I, I just see myself as being awkward. And then when I'm there, when I'm talking to these people and I do something that is awkward, then I'm like, oh, well, that's just how I am. They have to deal with it. No, they don't have to deal with it. You're responsible for how you present yourself to other people. And if the story I'm telling myself is that I'm awkward and I'm uncomfortable with these people and I have social anxiety, it may be true, but now I'm using it as an excuse to not go out there and be uncomfortable. Instead, what I tell myself is it doesn't matter how I feel. It matters that this is worth doing, so I'm going to go do it. And I've like, I've, I've had that conversation with myself so many times this week. Like just, just this week, for example, uh, on a daily basis, I have not wanted to do anything. I haven't wanted to get out of bed. I haven't wanted to go talk to people. I haven't wanted to push through objections. I haven't wanted to do any of the things that I need to do. And I've done more than most people that I work with. Why? Because I'm not making decisions based off of who I am as a person in terms of like a superficial, this is my personality. Because then it would make sense that like, well, I could say, well, I have bipolar disorder and this is just a bad week for me. It's true, but it's also an excuse. The, the the correct answer to that is this is extra hard, but that means that the victory is extra rewarding because now I haven't only just done the things that I didn't want to do. I did them under even more difficult circumstances than normal. So I get an even higher reward from doing this. So this is even better for me. And so back to the, the relationship example, just to kind of circle back around and give a few different viewpoints of this. For one of the things that's very, very important to me is um, diet, how, how I eat, how the people I care about eat. So like for me, like I don't have kids yet, but one of the things that is going to be a big deal with me is, is how my children eat. And I'm not saying they'll never have junk food, um, but they are not going to have a habit of eating junk food as children, like not even a, a once a week kind of habit. There will be no habits. It will happen at some point. It will, it's fine. It's not going to be the end of the world, but they're going to grow up with really good eating habits. Now, when they're adults, it is what it is, but I'm going to give them the chance. I love my parents to death. They, made it, they did an amazing job raising our whole family and under extraordinary circumstances, I might add too. So they did a phenomenal job. But the one thing that I look back and I'm like, damn, I wish they had not done that was that they let me eat junk food a lot. And so I have a lot of bad habits and it was really hard to break those. And if you don't eat right consistently for a long time, it has a negative impact on you. It is, it's a very profound impact. And you may not see it in your 20s, but then all of a sudden you do see it in your 30s and then you really see it by the time you're in your 60s. It's, it's, it's very significant. And you know, that's one of the things that I'm like, okay, when I do have a family, like that's something that I'm going to be very strict on. It's not because it's like the end of the world if it happens. It's because I want to give my kids the best odds of success possible. And I personally believe that it's, it's honestly child abuse if you have a, an overweight kid, because you have a responsibility to that child to keep them healthy and you are failing them if you do not do that. That is my personal belief. And I will die on that hill. I don't care. I don't attack people for it. But at the same time, that's, that's what I believe. You're responsible for somebody else. They can't make their own decisions. However, kids are obviously a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes. They're very persistent. They're very um, assertive. And they'll go after what they want 
without reservation. So if you do, if you are a, a weak-willed person and you have children who are very strong-willed and they're demanding, I want that snack or I want that, that soda or whatever it is. If you give into that, like you're, you're doing them a disservice. But the thing is that like, if that is a value for me that I raise my kids to be healthy and I'm with somebody who does not have the integrity of character to withstand the pressure that that child is going to put on her, then I'm setting myself up for failure. And I can, I can see evidence of that character. I can see evidence of like, does this person stand up for what she believes in? Does this person do what she believes to be right? Does this person resist the temptations of peer pressure, of whatever else? Can this person follow through with the things that she says she will? If I find somebody that does not do these things, then, you know, it's like this person is raising my kids down the road. I can't, the, the limited, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm based off of how I have been my entire life. I can't imagine that I won't still be a workaholic. I'm not going to be around all day. So to come home at the end of the day and see, well, they've had these bad habits with mom all day. Now I'm trying to enforce like, no, 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 we're not eating junk food anymore. That's a losing battle. That makes me the bad guy. It sets my kids up for failure and is putting her in a bad situation because she's somebody who I shouldn't have been with anyway who is battered between this raging beast of a tyrant toddler and me, who are both saying we're doing different things. So it's very important that you pick somebody that has that integrity and has that same value of we're going to eat healthy, right? Because that, that's, that's a, that's, that is a value. That's not a personality trait. That's something that you consider to be important. And so the same thing with like, um, Fidelity. The same thing is, you know, I, I, most of my friends, <laughs> a few times myself, but mostly other people, um, never me, of course. But, uh, you know, you see people that pick um, partners that are just kind of very belligerently displaying signs of um, promiscuity or something along those lines. It's like, why would you be with this person? Like, they're not suddenly going to change all that just because they're with you. You know, like, you met this person at a bar they went home with you and you slept together that's not a viable long-term partner for starters you're going to get out of the bar and you're going to realize what i just talked about which is that people are very different in different environments so the person you met last night is not the person they are all the time and if you're the same person in the in the bar when you're drunk going home with people as you are in the rest of your life if that's really how you are that's obviously not going to go very far but if you just look at it in terms of like, look, this person's going to be very different. Um, that's step one. That's an issue. But two is that like you're going to establish a relationship with somebody who has already proved to you that they will put themselves in situations in which they will fairly easily um, agree to short term mating strategies. And, you know, we all do that to some extent, and it's not the end of the world necessarily. But if this is an established pattern, that this is what, how this person behaves, that again is a value that later down the road is going to come up. And I've seen this, I say this because I've seen this argument so many times where one or both people are saying, well, I'm going to go out with my friends and do this, or I'm going to go out to the club and do this or whatever. And it's a, it's a girl's night, it's a boy's night, whatever. And it's like the other person kind of freaks out a little bit because they realize that's, you're putting yourself in an environment where everyone is kind of there to have sex 
but you're supposedly in a relationship. If you want to act single, go be single. Why are you putting yourself in this environment? And there's always this justification like, well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to hang out or it's just for us to catch up. But you can do that in a coffee shop. You can do that here. Why are you going to a club? Like, that's where people go to get laid. That's what it is. That's, that's, that is the mating market. And it's, it's a short-term mating market, but that's what the entire industry is founded upon. If you are not intelligent enough to notice that, you are automatically disqualified as a long-term partner because you're going to be so dumb that you're going to stress me out. But on top of that, even if you, if you notice it and you're trying to make excuses and deny that and say, no, 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 this is because of something else, you're showing that not only are you lying to me because you know deep down what this is, you're lying to yourself as well. So you have no integrity of character. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to me as well. That doesn't make any sense to be with that person, does it? If they're already at this point telling lies, they're being dishonest. And it's difficult to find people who are very transparent, who are very virtuous. But what I have noticed, and I think what most people have figured out, you have two ways of approaching this. You can look at it as, well, nobody's like that. Everybody is this way and it sucks, this hookup culture, but that is our, our society today. It is what it is. You can look at it that way, or you can look at it as, well, I'm going to do the work myself. I'm going to develop my character. I'm going to be a virtuous person, regardless of what the majority of people are doing. And I'm going to systematically elevate myself day by day until I am at the highest point that I can possibly reach in this lifetime. And if somebody happens to come across my path and like decide to join me, awesome. If not, it's okay because I'm still focused on myself. I'm still focused on my internal growth. And what happens is that along that process, you attract people that are more like you. And this applies to everything. It's not just relationships. This applies to everything. If you're a really hardworking person and you're super ambitious and you're like climbing your way through the ranks, if you start off working in a grocery store, the other cashiers and baggers and stalkers are not going to share that. Okay, they're just not. So then you work yourself up to a little bit higher level. Maybe now you're in an office, you're, you're doing some kind of work and people have some sense of like, well, this is going to be a career at least. I'm at least building something. But like, no, 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 that's not enough for me. I'm super ambitious. I'm going to keep going and going and going. All right. And you push through that. Then you get somewhere where it's a little bit more competitive. It's a little higher paced. Now you have people that are actually trying to win. And maybe it's not that, that like that the big wins, but they're trying to win. See, now you're, you're, you're putting yourself, you're funneling yourself up towards the pinnacle. You're, you're growing and you're attracting more like-minded people because of the fact that you are, you're put, when you elevate your vibrational frequency outside, like on a higher level than the people, than the, the environment that you're in now, you can't stay in that environment. If you have a really big mind, if you're really hungry for success and you're willing to do the work, and you're constantly thinking bigger and bigger and bigger, you will not stay at a low level forever. You can't. It's not possible. That's why I have never been satisfied anywhere. That's why I'm constantly getting to higher and higher um, you know, levels of achievement, and I'm getting to organizations and, and positions in organizations that are always further and further and further up. And it's like, you look back 10 years, I couldn't imagine that I would be where I am now, but it's because I can't stay somewhere that doesn't resonate with me. That place will force me out of it because I am discordant with the entire culture there. And it is the same for everybody. The last um, you know, job that I had, it was my first sales job, actually. And I was like, it was fine for the first six months. 
And then the, the year after that, I was at total odds with the entire system that they had set up there with the entire culture because I was focused on winning big and they were not. They were focused on, oh, 60,000 a year is a great income. Fuck that. They're focused on just enough to get by. I'm not. And they're focused on, well, this is a good job. This is safe. So I guess I have to put up with the BS that comes my way. I have to put up with these rude people. No, you don't. This person makes marginally more money than you. They're not, they don't have more integrity of character than you. They're being rude to you. Stand up for yourself. And I was constantly in trouble. I got written up so many times because I don't, I, like, I'm not like out to get people. But at the same time, if somebody is coming after me, I'm not going to hold up. I'm not going to stand for that. If you're rude to me as a human being, as far as I'm concerned, you're not playing the game right. <laughs> we're, we're all pretending to be nice to each other all the time. And it's all this little game that we play. And I don't like playing it. But I do it because it's like, it's a give and take. You have to. You have to play the game to get ahead. But if somebody else is not playing the game, I'm not fucking playing back to you. I'm going to be rude right back. You deserve it. You brought it on yourself. And so I did not fit in with that culture and eventually kind of pushed me out. And I pulled myself out at the same time. That's the same with anything. If you're, if you're trying to attract like the perfect partner, you have to work on yourself to, to make yourself a great person as well. You, if you're looking for somebody who's virtuous, who's not into the hookup culture, who's not into all this other crap that we have going on in the modern world, this, this nonsense that people have around what relationships are supposed to look like, if you don't want to be a part of that, if you want to find someone who's not a part of it, you can't be a part of it. You have to elevate yourself out of it. You have to transcend it. And you do that by working on your character. You do that by every single day making the right decisions, by deciding not to go out to the club and do all that crap and be stupid, by deciding not to be on these dating apps, by deciding that when you are with people, whether it's a romantic interest or not, that you conduct yourself in a way that speaks to your integrity to where people look at you and they just know you as a person that you are you are somebody who has an intrinsic value that you can be trusted that you can be relied upon and what's even more important is that you feel that way about yourself because self-esteem is the reputation that you have with yourself that's all it is one of the biggest pet peeves I have is when people talk about, well, this person's mean to me and it hurts my self-esteem. That cannot hurt your self-esteem. That person cannot hurt you unless you allow them to. What hurts your self-esteem is when you allow yourself to be weakened by that person's remark, by that person's words, by that, by that person's actions. That makes you feel weak. That disempowers you because now you see yourself as being at the mercy of other people. And when you react to other people emotionally, you are their slave to some extent. You can be manipulated by them. They have power over you and you know it inherently, intrinsically. You understand this at a deep unconscious level that they have power over you. If they didn't, they would not be getting under your skin. And so you stop trusting yourself because you see yourself as less powerful than other people. Your self-esteem is affected when you don't do the things that you know you should do. You don't go... Um, you know, you, you don't show up to work on time. You don't work as hard as you knew you could. You don't go after your goals. You don't approach the person that you're interested in talking to. You don't do all this, that, and the other. Like, it's simple stuff. At the end of the day, it's the same thing back to the, the, the diet analogy. You don't need a complicated diet. You need to be honest with yourself. That's it. And then once you're honest with yourself, you need to have the willpower to say, no, I'm not eating that. I'm eating this instead. And it's really that simple. And you can make it more complicated if you want to. But it's not about the 
the intellectual approach to it. It's not about like, how can we philosophize about this? How can we, you know, make things easier for ourselves? It's how do I stop making excuses to myself? And all you have to do is decide. But the cool thing is that no matter how badly entrenched you are in negative habits, you can change that. I love what Aristotle said about how, you know, excellence is not an action. It's, it's a habit. And that's really cool because if you want to be excellent and you're not excellent, you don't have to worry about being excellent in general. You have to worry about the things that you do repeatedly, about the little habits that you have. So if you want to be in great shape, you don't need to worry about like doing these workouts that you see Hollywood stars do. You need to worry about developing the, the routine of exercising consistently and eating healthy, right? And those are little decisions. Those are very small steps that you take on a daily basis. And none of them are too terribly hard by themselves. Some of them will be difficult, but most of them are not really that hard. Most of it is momentarily difficult and then it passes. It's, it's harder to get to the gym than it is to stay there. It's harder to say, no, I'm not going to eat that junk food than it is to go the rest of the day without having eaten it. It's that momentary decision that's hard. And you get better at that by reminding yourself that you're building yourself as a person of character, as a person of honor, of integrity, of virtue. And that goes so much deeper than any superficial external reward you could ever have. It doesn't matter what it is that you decide to do in life. It doesn't matter if you want to be in business, if you want to be in sales, if you want to be in entertainment, if you want to be an artist, if you want to be a creator of some sort, if you just want to be a cog in the machine, but you want to have a thriving family life, you don't have any ambitions work-wise, you just, you really want to, to raise an awesome family, or you really want to, you know, you don't care about having money, but you care about experiences. So you go travel and you take these shitty jobs that take you everywhere. It's like, it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you approach that as I'm going to be true to my highest self, because the highest version of myself is a soul with tremendous character and integrity. And right now I'm in the process of building myself and of evolving into that ideal image, that archetype that I'm moving towards, that I used to be, that I still am on some level. When you focus on making yourself a person of character, then all the superficial things just kind of fall away. It doesn't really matter anymore if you're the funniest person in the room. It doesn't really matter anymore if you're the most entertaining person, if you, your personality is the most interesting, is whatever it is. Because the greatest people that we remember are always people of character. And, um, you know, like, I, I, you look back at, like, Buddha, for example. You know, he didn't really say anything. The teachings that we have are mostly from his disciples because they learn things in his presence. They learn things being around him. And that was the teachings that were passed on. I heard, uh, I was watching a documentary the other night on um, alchemy. And they were talking about, uh, there's a part in there where they talk about um, Jesus being, you know, one of the greatest minds of, of our, our, that we have recorded. And it's like, how can somebody who was, so far ahead intellectually, philosophically, he was arguably a, a rabbi by the time he was like a teenager. How did he never write anything? Everything's written about him. And there was a story about Jesus. Basically, he did write something and then erased it. He wrote it in the sand and then wiped it out. Somebody asked him about it and they said, well, 
why did, why did you erase it? Why do you not write anything down? And he says, well, it doesn't matter what I write. People will find a way to misinterpret it. But the actions are what speak. And the actions speak louder than words. And you can look back at any great leader in history, any great philosopher. Socrates is the same way. Socrates never wrote anything down. Everything we have of Socrates comes from Plato. Socrates lived by example. Socrates lived, he lived his philosophy every single day, and he developed himself into a person that was in alignment with his vision of the highest good and potential of a human being. And that is very significant. It's very telling that these great thinkers, that these, these leaders, and there's so many more. I'm just, those are the first ones that come to mind. Plus three is like a good number to wrap up with. But like, there's so many examples of people like that we respect and admire. And a lot of them, we respect them because of their strength of character, because of their, the way that they conducted themselves in this world throughout their life. So that is something that I recommend you meditate upon, something that you consider, something that you analyze, digest, something that you make relevant to your life. Because I think that one of the big issues we have with like the modern world looking at you look at like how many mental health issues there are these days. It's like, it was never like this before. Now everybody's mentally unwell. Everybody's got a disorder. Everybody qualifies for something. Why? Why are there so many, why is there such a, a, an epidemic of anxiety and depression of like, wh why do we have to dissect and analyze and fine tune? Like, well, it's not just anxiety it's social anxiety. It's, it's a specific kind of anxiety in a certain situation. That's not a disorder. That is an inability to control your internal environment, right? Which I guess you could say is a disorder. But the, the, the solution that we come up to that is like medication and years of therapy. Why? And it's because the Western civilization that we have established is an anomaly. It's not real. It's a temporary illusion. We've been playing on easy mode for a long time now. And when things get this easy and you don't have any cha real challenges to face up against, what happens is you start finding challenges. You start finding, you nitpick at little things. Okay, it's not just that, well, I'm anxious because I could get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. I'm anxious because I have to go talk to this person. And it's like, there's a valid reason why, like psychologically, there is a valid reason why we get anxious around other people. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. And I'm not saying it's not a real struggle by any means. What I'm saying is when you focus on the personality and saying, well, this is just my disorder. This is just how I am. This is the way it is. I don't want to be this way, but it is what it is. This is my character. This is who I am, not my character. Um, instead of focusing on well, it becomes real to you, but you want to instead focus on your character underneath that because the character is always the foundation of the personality. Because if I say, well, I am depressed, however, fundamentally, I'm a hard worker. I'm somebody who will do the difficult things regardless of how I feel about them. Um, I will carry through with the things that I commit to. I will put myself in overwhelming situations because I understand that that is where I grow and that is of value to me personally. I value growth more than anything else. Personally, I value growth. And I think that most people should. And I'm not going to tell you what to believe or what to value, what to prioritize in your life. But growth is a big one because it doesn't matter what you apply that to, you will get better at that thing. 
if I value my family over growth and I say, well, I'm going to spend all my time with my family, but they're above growth, then the mindset is that it's different than if I say I'm going to grow in everything, then I approach my time with my family differently. If I say, well, my intellect is the most important thing that there is. And I just try to figure out ways to like exercise my mind, but I'm not focused on the growth is not the priority. It's just being smarter than other people. I approach that much differently than if I say I value growth. I want to grow here today or this particular time I'm working on my intellect. Now I'm going to approach that very differently. So <clears throat> that comes down to the same thing with the, the, the mental health crises and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of reasons why people are struggling with mental health disorders. And I'm, I'm not discrediting that, that struggle by any stretch of the imagination. What I am saying is that we could alleviate a lot of pain and a lot of issues if we stopped trying to make things easier, if we stopped using those disorders as an excuse, and we instead focused on how do I become the best version of myself in this situation. If you are genuinely anxious and having a panic attack, that is a struggle that you have to overcome at that moment, okay? And maybe you have a little bit further to go. Maybe it, you, have, you have like a lot more resistance before to moving forward. You have a lot more to struggle against, and that's fine. You focus on becoming the best version of yourself in that moment. Okay, am I somebody that gives in to this anxiety? I can't change how I feel. I'm, I'm experiencing it. It sucks. It's brutal. But how do I handle it? Do I say I'm going home? Do I say, okay, well, now that I'm feeling this way, I'm not going to go talk to this person um, that I need to get information from. I'm, I'm not going to go complete this task. I'm not going to go to the gym, whatever it is. If that's the response, then you're going to dig yourself further and further and further into that hole. And that becomes who you see yourself as. That becomes the character that you are playing. You're writing the script for your character, for your um, the part that you're playing, you're the actor, but you also get to be the writer to some extent and you get to develop your character. But if you don't take the initiative to do that, if you just focus on, this is the way things are, this is how I feel, you're fucked. You're not getting anywhere. Life is hard. There's no way around that. You have to make yourself strong. And it's not about becoming like, and I understand that not everybody's wired the way I am. Not everybody wants the same thing. Some people want just to be happy. Some people just want to kind of build their family or kind of have an enjoyable life. That's fine. I'm not saying you have to want what I want. <clears throat> but no matter what it is that you're after, if you focus on the internal growth, not the external stuff, if you focus on becoming a better version of yourself, building your character, developing yourself as a human being, that will lead you to success in all areas of experience. That will lead you to success in everything. Because I don't care what industry you work in. I don't care what um, craft you are trying to master, what sort of relationship you want to have that is truly going to be fulfilling. If you are a person who is very honest and does not lie, that is going to do a lot of good for you because people are going to trust you. If you're the kind of person that admits when they're wrong because you have enough character to do so, that is going to serve you well no matter what. If you're consistent, if you show up on time, if you are conscientious, you do all the little things that you don't want to do, but are important nonetheless. If you, you know, and again, that goes beyond just like one area. If you are kind of have your shit together when you're at work and you kind of do what you're supposed to do in your relationship, but your car is a mess, your room's a mess, 
your body is a mess, you know, you don't take care of those things, you're showing laziness to yourself. And it's not even what other people see. It's not like maybe nobody sees that car or whatever, but you see it. You get into the car and you see on some level, I'm a messy person. And that spills over into everything. So it's very important that you focus on the character, not the personality, because the personality is what you display to other people. And it changes. It fluctuates based on where you are and what you're doing. But your character is consistent. And it is stable over time. And your values, your character, they should be very slow to change. And if you do change them with a lot of intention, with a lot of reason for it. Like I have changed certain values over the, the course of my life. Um, recently, actually, I changed some of my values because I kind of had to be honest with myself and, and, and have a difficult conversation to say, listen, what I have valued thus far does not make sense. And this was actually with a lot of different things. It wasn't just one thing. It had to do with relationships. It had to do partially with how I approached the podcast. It had to do with how I approached my clients. It had to do with the way that I approach a lot of things, actually. And it was a very painful thing to go through. But it was like, you know what? Like, this doesn't actually align with what I want. So I need to change these values. I need to re re-examine this and grow and change and discard anything that is no longer serving me to make way for something better to come through. But at a fundamental level, if you have a strong foundation as a person, as a man or woman of character, all of that other stuff gets a lot easier. Because if you don't have a strong character, it's going to be difficult to evaluate yourself. It's going to be difficult anyway, but it's going to be much more difficult to evaluate yourself, to have those difficult conversations with yourself, to admit when you're wrong, to learn from your mistakes, to grow. It becomes much harder. So don't do that to yourself because it's hard enough as it is. And also understand that there is a higher order of things and that it, you can be a very successful person anywhere you are in whatever you happen to find yourself doing right here, right now. You can be bagging groceries somewhere. You can still be a person of character. You can still be a person that other people respect and look up to because actions do speak louder than words. And that goes beyond just how other people perceive you. That's great. You should, but at the end of the day too, being a person of character means that sometimes people are actually going to hate you because you're going to stand up for things you believe in that other people disagree with you on. And when things are really fundamentally true, they always piss people off for whatever reason. And we, that probably would be another episode by itself. But the reality is that like, it's not always going to be easy. It's not about how other people see you, though. It's about how you see yourself. Can you go to sleep at night 100% certain that you did your best? Can you have those conversations and, you, and you're honest with yourself and you're saying, no, I did everything I could. Maybe it was the wrong decision, but I learned from that and now I'm going to do better. Okay. Um, instead of blaming other people, instead of blaming environments, situations, I can't stand that shit. I know several people, I know I've known a lot of people over the course of my life that are, everything's other people's fault. Nothing is ever their fault. And they're always so enraged whenever anything goes wrong. And they feel so enraged because they feel powerless, because they're not taking responsibility. Because again, they see other people as having more power than them. 
because their self-esteem is deeply affected by the fact that they are not taking responsibility. They're not improving themselves. They're not taking control. They're reacting to the environment, to things that happen to them. And that is an uncomfortable position to be in. I don't recommend it. That was one of the first things that I learned when I really got into like self-improvement. It's like you have to take responsibility for everything, even the things that you don't think are your fault. And to some extent, they're not, but you have to take responsibility for the part you played in them. If you don't do that, you get the comfort of saying, well, it wasn't me. But you also don't get to be in a position of strength. You don't get to have any power over your environment, over the the world over your life, because, well, if nothing's your fault, then nothing's your fault. If it's not your fault, you're in this relationship. Well, okay, great. That makes you feel better for now, but that means that you have no power to change things in the future. It wasn't your choices that led you to that relationship. Obviously it was other people. That person hurt you. It's their fault. Well, that means that the next person can hurt you too, because you didn't do anything last time. You see what I'm saying? You have to take responsibility and it sucks sometimes. That is the only way that you can truly free yourself. So, before I start rambling too much, I hope that that helps. That is something, actually, believe it or not, that was the short version of what I had to say. <laughs> um, been several long car rides where I've been kind of going over this. And I didn't quite say everything I wanted to, but I think that this is a natural stopping point. End of the day, guys, just focus on your character. And I understand that, like, this isn't a specific psychological principle. It's more of a philosophical approach. And that is kind of what the show has started to become a little bit. It's not going to completely go that direction, obviously. But um, I think that it is important to take breaks every now and again and put this kind of content in there. Because it doesn't matter if you understand a little bit more about how the brain works if you don't have the follow through to apply it. It doesn't matter if you, if you get it if you're not somebody who takes action. And that's why I love like the Stoic philosophers, for example, because they wrote their philosophies later in life after long successful careers and difficult careers, people that lost everything, people that lost everything over and over again and still like found a way to keep coming back. People that learned to accept the harsh realities of life and to move forward in spite of them. Those are the people that I really expect. I don't agree with everything in that philosophy, but in general, I respect it because they did something. They accomplished things. And that's the kind of person that you have to become as well. It's not enough to go to therapy and talk about your problems. You have to become somebody who is bigger than their problems. You have to become a person whose character is more powerful than your problems. It's not enough to focus on the things that are wrong in your life. You have to become an influence in your life and in the life of other people because you have the potential to be that and therefore it is your responsibility to live up to it. So thank you guys for listening. Good luck.